Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, Harry and Kate Minahan were not available to do the uh, preamble, so we had to bring Ben Kitchen in. I'm sorry you had to slum this week. It's not right. I'll tell you what, man. People love Harry and Kate. Those Harry sound bites and that Ken has taken from the podcast are winners. Ha- Harry's pretty funny. Yeah, he's a funny guy. He has your I don't give a fuck. He does. He does. And that's why. Which is not a good thing. That's why the ladies love him. Do the ladies oh, love him? Oh, he's a star. He's oh. a star maker. Did the ladies love you? No, they did not. They did. They continue not to. Uh, Forty-two years later. <laughs> so, did you, you obviously you're, you're, you you do what we do. You read the Charlotte Wilder story, mm-hmm. uh, and you're a big liberal. You you hate Trump. I don't hate Trump. Well, I am liberal, but uh, I don't hate Trump. Do you know anybody in your life who uh, has stopped watching the Patriots or following the pa- or follow the Patriots because Donald Trump is president and Bill Belichick wrote a letter and Tom Brady had a hat? Not a single one. No. So, a- especially if they're being honest. Right. I, no, that's correct. That's exactly right. You can easily play the, oh, I'm so offended. Like, it's total bullshit. If you're a real fan, if you yeah. actually care, you're telling me at uh, 640 on Sunday night, you're not watching Patriots-Steelers because Donald Trump by then actually will be the president? I'm watching it with my pants off. Which is weird that Donald Trump will be the president. <laughs> Like, I can't get be over the it. the president of the United States. I love it. Oh, me too. For I, us, secret, it's, I didn't vote for him. You didn't vote for no, him. No, but, but for, I think we both for love what it. we do. Oh my God, it's fucking gold. It's pure gold. So Charlotte Wilder wrote the story. Uh, we tweeted about it. I tried to get her on. I talked to her. Uh, she wouldn't come on. And we do what we, our show does, which is you know, uh, tweet stuff out. And I didn't think it was particularly even for us really that tough. She took a beating, I guess, on Twitter, which happens all the time, male or female. She didn't like it. And Chad Finn, uh, who's the media columnist for the Globe, uh, did not like the way we handled it, did not like the way that uh, Jerry or I did it or the show. Uh, so Charlotte wouldn't come on. Chad decided to come back on. He was on, I don't know, three months ago, two, three months ago? I don't know, yeah. a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So he was a repeat guest like November. Uh, Chris Curtis. Oh, God. Uh, I think that's it, how, right? how did that happen? How is it? First of all, how is Chris Curtis the first repeat guest? Well, in- you know you can blame for that. Me? No, well, yes, in a way, but not really. <laughs> I would blame whoever the porn star was who would not talk about being a porn star. Lisa Ann. Lisa Ann. So I just came in here and basically took over their podcast, which I liked. Do you listen to that podcast? It's pretty good. They do a good job. They you and Andy should do job. that. We should, but the problem time is- Time of day is different, though. The time of day is different, and the problem with it is I've thought about it because you mentioned it to Rich as well. Oh, you and Rich could do it. We don't have the same kind of inner drama. We don't create the right. same kind of That's passion true. that you guys do, so it really wouldn't work as well. Because we don't have those rotating guests, like right. We I guess can't that's criticize. True. There's not much to talk. And I about. do think there's something to the idea that goes up at two or three o'clock in the afternoon. You couldn't. You would put up the next morning. It might not be. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you should give it a test run. Although Rich is on with uh, Mutt. Mutt every night, which Holly hates. Yeah, Holly's not a big fan of it. Right. You'll admit that. Why wouldn't Mutt admit that the other day on the radio? I have no idea. I don't. I can't get into Mutt's he's mind. A pussy? Maybe is that it? Um, he might be. He might be. He might be. He is. Yes. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Uh, so I brought Chad on. Uh, you just listened to the conversation. How long is it? 25 minutes? Uh, it's, yeah, it's about 28 minutes. He was a little under the weather. I appreciate him coming on. We disagree on it, I do think. And I was kind of frustrated with him during the whole process. Uh, he would not 
acknowledge on Twitter that A, he worked with her for a while, which yeah. is important, and B, he liked her. And if it was somebody else, it was a guy who wrote it, he wouldn't do that. And that's and I do think, you know, if you call some woman uh, whatever on Twitter, you name the words, we know them all, uh, you should, you just, you're a fucking loser. I mean, you know, if you're some guy with 12 followers calling Charlotte Wilder the C word, you know, because she wrote that story, forget it. If you have a legitimate problem with her work, I think that's totally in play. It works both ways, though. You guys talk about the man-woman dynamic. If a man wrote this, it works This it works both ways. Um, they'll use the C word to a woman, and they'll call a guy a faggot. Right. That's how it works. It's yes. the same, but, it's but, the same yes. usage. I guess, I guess. or Yes, but it, it, yes. I mean, I wouldn't use either one on Twitter myself. Some people do. And luckily, there's a mechanism where you hit block, yeah. and, and it's and over. You're done with it. And you're done. That's what they should do, and I think that's what they do do. Anyway, so Chad came on. We fought about it. I thought he did a pretty good job, though. I think on this one, I think he's had fights with me in the past. Last time he was on, we felt like he was in the right. I think he knows down deep that this one, he's just covering up for a friend. Like I don't even think he truly believes this. I think he knows, as a guy who's written stories, that this was a shoddy piece of work. I don't know. Listen to it, weigh in, and uh, this is Chad Finn on Enough About Me. All right, back on again. The, uh, we haven't had a lot of two-time guests on uh, on the podcast, Ben. I think uh, Chris Curtis is one of them, and uh, Chad Finn of the Boston Globe is the other one. Uh, so you're in high company. You got to just here's here's what we're gonna do. We'll just we'll make this fast. Just say I work with this girl. She's a nice kid. I liked her. The story sucked. I overreacted. Then we could just move on. <laughs> I'm not gonna say any of that, and that's horrible company. Uh, I don't even want me in with Curtis. Uh, start with your. Uh, I'm here as the public defender again for somebody, I guess. But uh, uh, what's your main point here? You, you don't like the story, so she deserves all the crap she gets. Well, well, no. Here's here's my point, and you know my point very well. We articulated it. Is she wrote a story? Uh, the story was really poorly researched, really poorly written, and I think she's not a bad writer. The story she wrote about the Brady pajamas thing was pretty good. So she's clearly talented. She wrote the story. She based this thing on people. Uh, don't like the page anymore because of Trump on her mom's friend in Lincoln, and that's it. That's the only example she gave. You're you're a writer. You're not a dummy. You know that's shitty reporting. You know that. I like you saying I'm not a dummy. I've never heard that out of you guys before. I'd say you're a genius. I, my issue, if I have an issue with the story and uh, uh, the story in particular, I would have liked to have heard from. Another couple of hardcore Patriots fans, uh, maybe somebody from your demographic, not 25 to 64, that demographic doesn't actually exist. Uh, it certainly does, who- and we're number one in it by, by a great, <laughs> great margin. Yeah, you tack on 10 more years. <laughs> well, the people, you- I, well, I think people who are 58, 60 years old go to work now as opposed to 20 years ago, don't you? They do. They also go to Patriots games, and that's my point, though, is the the person who's grilling uh, burgers in you know lot ten or wherever wearing Gronk jerseys, there are people out there it, among that subset that uh, are f- really frustrated with with the, the Patriots Trump thing. Okay. I know a couple personally in my own life that surprised me. Uh, she should have found people like that. Uh, I do agree that maybe. Um, you know who's the person you guys always mention? Susan. Susan Pease. That's the, Chad. That's the only person she referenced in the whole story. Was her mom's friend at a holiday party in Lincoln, where you know the uh, the non-denomination yeah, music was playing? That What's that? Like uh, there are a couple other people mentioned in there. Not 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 people. No, she mentioned she talked to another guy from Arlington, I think, who uh, still likes the Patriots and likes Trump. She, I think, she mentioned somebody like that. But she said she got. I would rather talk. All due respect, I'd rather talk to her. She won't come on, which is her prerogative. I don't blame her. Why not? Uh, what benefit is that? 
I well, mean, she uh, promotion it's, it's promotion for your story. It, well, she's going to get uh, she's going to get the brow beating where you do the lawyer thing and Jerry chimes in in baby voice and uh, probably doesn't get a word in edgewise uh, is on the defensive from the beginning. There's just no benefit to that, and you see the way. It's gone on social media. I mean, this has been what? When the story run last Friday? Yeah, I mean, it's di- it's died down by now, obviously. It has, but she's still getting it. I mean, I, I spun through her, uh, you know, her feed, and it's still vile. And the way it sort of has played out with this is that story went out there. There was a reaction to it. She got a lot of pats on the back nationally. She did. Right. I, you agree with that, by right? People, like, by, by people I don't even think read the story. I think they know her and like her. And I think some people didn't even read the story. Wouldn't you agree that the Jane McManuses, some of these people are automatically going to say, great story. That happens all the time. Uh, Jane McManus? Well, whoever. You know what I mean. That The crowd. That crowd. There is a certain uh, group of people that do that, yeah. And yes. it's not just with stuff about the Patriots or, or, or related to women or anything like that. No, it's not a vagina or penis issue. It's a, it's a, it's a Twitter issue. Yeah, social media issue. Right. But yes, whatever. The way yeah. it sort of went down for her is, um, do you think the story, story? Hold on, before you. Do you think the story sucked? No, I don't. Okay, I, I do. I, 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 I do. I, so we disagree on that. But go ahead. I, I think it uh, had flaws. I can certainly admit that. But uh, I, I think part of the issue with you guys is the premise that Patriots fans and Trump that there's something intertwined there, especially well, with Jerry. Um, you know, it was kind of, uh, kind of had this work out the way I think he, he prefers it to have worked out. But um, the way it's okay, just let me say this: the yeah. way it went down. She wrote a story, it went out there, it generated buzz because Patriots, Trump, all those things, pretty prominent on SB Nation, mm-hmm. uh, prominent website. The Your account, uh, the Kirk and Callahan account, which has, what, 45, 50,000 followers, yeah, something, something like that. that, tweets out, she won't come on the show. Took a big jump at that point. Um, then the real barrage of you're the C word, you're this, you're that, uh, you know, go suck this, go, go do that started and uh, it didn't start it accelerated and grew and grew and grew and it's continued over the course of the week to the point of relentlessness um and a big part of the response that she's gotten on this is because uh of the uh, of the sort of the spotlight that you guys put on the story and the the angle of that spotlight which is that uh, this is horrible. This is so stupid. Our girl won't come on. I didn't say our girl. I didn't. Nobody said our girl won't come on. That's that was not not our girl. Nobody well, said Jerry that. Referred to her as our girl. Yeah, he, mean, said, he said. He said. He said. He said our girl. One. He said our girl. We'll get to that in a second. He said our girl about the Brady the, the pajama story. Nobody said our girl about this. And if no, you're gonna, no, if, no, right. if you're, if you're going to criticize us for whatever, if we uh, helped uh, uh, raise the flames in the story, which I agree we did, because I think that's what we do. We find bad stories and we knock people for them. You, you, I mean, I don't even think you would say if a guy wrote the same exact story verbatim, we would be just as tough, if not tougher, on the story. I mean, you've listened to our show long enough. We kick the shit out of these people all the time, male or female. There's a female element to it, though. Oh, the for me? You get the vile. No, but the, it's inspired and, and what was the word you used? Not instigated, but it, it, it gets bigger because of you guys constantly talking about it and constantly... Um, because it's a, because it's a woman. Did you listen to the Flakegate? We kicked the hell out of these guys forever. Oh, yeah. We have guys, Chris Mortensen, uh, Chris Chase, uh, the the fucking. Right. The, the, these are all guys. I don't. You think I care if it's a guy or a girl? Uh, no, I don't. But I think there's different magnitudes of the people you're talking about too here. I mean, this is uh, Mortensen is the guy who 
instigated Deflategate with a false report. Bar True. Hubbick is a troll oh, Hubbick, trying right. to get you fired by altering some uh, video. Uh, a lot of that stuff that you guys do is just. I don't think it's just to this point, uh, just in this story. And it's gone on incredibly long. I mean, it's relentless. Well, it's not, it is not, it is, it is slow. It is not relentless. Nobody's talking about, other than you and I right now, nobody's talking about the Charlotte Wilder story. They're not. No, but, uh, you know, last time I looked at her feed was yesterday and she was still getting it. And uh, I don't know who else is talking about it besides us and you guys. So uh, someone is sort of, Fan those flames to some degree. Would you work, um, but you you, know, you, you work. You, not coming on. You worked with her at Boston.com, right? I did, and I, I do like her. Oh, so, I get her number, by the way. Uh, who are you dealing with? One of the great, uh, one of the great yeah. investigative minds in America. And I got I it got from you. Suspicion. That's who I got it from. You did not. <laughs> what, what? What? But I mean, <laughs> but shouldn't you? Shouldn't you say that before you? You know, I know this girl. I like this girl. I mean, that is a factor in your defense for it. You wouldn't be this strong if it was some girl from Seattle who wrote this about the Patriots and Trump. Or, uh, no, you, uh, Pete Carroll or whoever. No, it is a factor. It, absolutely it's a factor because I know her. I like her personally. I know the stuff that she writes uh, comes from an honest place, and if it's not perfect, it's still trying to be perfect. Honest, so like, honest, no. like, honest like snow on the ground in Lincoln on Christmas Eve? As <laughs> on, honest as that? No, but, you know, I, I, you brought up Bart, who's somebody who sort of got into the same uh, same category with you guys, where he wouldn't come on, eventually did, but wouldn't come on. Mm-hmm. Um, that was not honest. You, you, I think you'd thoroughly what agree do you there. What do you mean? There. Uh, sorry, I wasn't. What do you mean? In, ter- in terms of what he was doing there, what his uh, motivations were. Oh, Hubbock's? Yeah. Oh, or, totally. Uh, Chris, Chris Mortensen, who Completely. could have... Um, you know, could have uh, you derailed Deflate Gate yeah. immediately. Oh, I will right? say, I will yeah. say in retrospect with Mortensen because I actually talked to him on the phone. This was like seven or eight months after, and I actually got his number and called him, and we talked. I remember it was in the hallway outside the station, and I went in and talked to John and Jerry after, and I said, "Man, you know, Mortensen sounds weird." And remember, he started starting to sound strange on the air. So he was sick. Yeah, so I think he was starting to get sick. So in retrospect, like you know. Not the. I mean, listen. He wrote a shitty story, and and, and wouldn't. And re, but but by the time, by the time the thing was rolling at its fastest, you know, in retrospect, it was, he was probably sick and wasn't going to come on the air. But guys like Hubbick, and we do this all the time. I mean, we do a bunch of Hall of Fame voters. You know, these guys won't come on, and I don't think it's their responsibility. I don't think it's their duty, but I do think part of the deal when you write something like this is you should go on a show or two and defend yourself. I mean, that's what I I would definitely do that. I wouldn't have a problem doing that at all. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like it's close to a level field when you come on to defend yourself. You know, where where uh, it's well, you, you think and you're, Jerry. If you think you're right and you believe in what you wrote, I mean, why not? Because you're overmatched right away. I mean, you, you've got two people who are both going to be talking and probably interrupting. And uh, if you have the point that you feel is a valid one, you're probably not. You're gonna have a hard time squeezing it in there. Um, so I I understand. You know, uh, you. you I've heard it mentioned to me, you mentioned Charlotte, and, you know, I know her and like her personally and worked with her for about a year at Boston.com. Well, mm-hmm. um, you guys hammered Count Borchers for that story he wrote about what, it was like your ratings and your right. data. Deserved. You were, I was with you on that. You know, I, I I knew him, I worked with him, and that story drove me absolutely crazy because uh, it not only did it report things I'd already reported, the accurate stuff, the inaccurate stuff was stuff I said, what is this? This can't be in here. This is 
uh, going to come back and haunt me as the media writer because it's going to be applied to me. So of course, of course it's not the, me sticking right. up for somebody who is a colleague here. It's somebody sticking up for a person who I know tries to do the right thing, was trying to do the right thing, wrote a story that got – SB Nation is probably thrilled with it. Uh, and I, my only – Issue with the story was I would have liked to have heard from more people who. Well, that's felt a like that's a big really part. That's a that's a big part of the story, though. That's that's the whole story. I mean, her whole premise is, you know, again, why does she knows you? Why doesn't she call Chad Finn, the media uh, columnist for the Boston Globe, the second biggest media critic in town after me, and say, <laughs> and say Chad, why... why well, stenographer Reimer doesn't count anymore? Here's what Kirk said today. That's a good point. He's 1A. You, you would say, <laughs> why don't you say to uh, to Chad Finn, hey, Chad, I'm writing this story. I have this premise. How are the TV ratings? You have any idea how the merchandise is? How's the attendance? Uh, you know, yeah, how's the radio rate? I don't rate? know if any of that would apply related to... To Trump, though, right? Well, now. well if Patriots sure. fans are bailing left and right, as she claims, she said she got this is a quote from her story countless emails from people, countless, which is to me sort of a weird word. I'm pretty sure you could count them. Countless yeah. emails from, from uh, people who have stopped watching the Patriots because of Trump. At some point, that has to be a factor. And you would agree, I mean, you cover this stuff. Uh, TV ratings, TV ratings for locally for Patriots Pittsburgh on Sunday night, what do you think? Uh, the, the share is going to uh, 55? Yeah, I'll be in the 50s. I mean, it's going to be a fucking monster number. Oh, you said share. It'll be higher than that. It'll be in the 60s. Yeah, right. The rating will be in the 50s. The share will be in the mid-60s, right? Yeah, 67. It's going to be in in Patriots-Packers Super Bowl in New England. I'm guessing. I know some people don't like Trump. I didn't vote for him either. I'm thinking people are going to put their hatred for Trump aside. I know, although you and Charlotte have your friends who don't watch the Patriots anymore. (laughs) The number is going to be astro-fucking-nomical for that game. Yeah, I don't think she ever claimed it was a majority, and I think the headlines sent her uh, caused her an issue too, saying they have a Trump problem, which they don't. What they have is a minority of fans who have turned off uh, on the. Uh, it's a distinct minority of fans who have turned off on the most successful run of football in history because of the election. To me, that's an interesting story. I wrote about it. I wrote a piece on Bill Belichick for the Globe magazine this weekend. He wouldn't talk to me, I suspect, because I wrote about him and Trump. Uh, so it is uh, the headline was misleading. The story I thought was entirely fair, but needed just a little bit more of actual hard-boiled Patriots fans. Didn't sound like they had anybody on in there who would listen to your show. But it is a real thing and an interesting thing to discuss, and something that is on the radar with the Patriots, even though it's not going to have an effect on attendance or ratings. I saw Phil Sims was quoted in that story. Did you? Uh, did he wait till the end of Paw Patrol before you talked to him? Did he finish his applesauce before you talked to him for that story? <laughs> I was feeding it to him. Yeah, uh, take the, the the other thing is, and this is what happens, <laughs> is Charlotte Wilder writes a story. She gets criticized. Like I, I'll stand by everything I I tweeted about it because I didn't think it was a good story. Uh, I tried to contact her. She wouldn't come on. I tweeted about that. I think that's part of my job for the show is to let people know we tried to contact her. She won't come on. What happens, I think, inevitably, is she feels heat that she's never felt in her life before and immediately, immediately defaults into, they're doing this to me because I'm a woman. I'm going to treat about the, tweet about the ordeal I've gone through. That's difficult for me to uh, to stomach, I have to be honest. Yeah, but it's real. I mean, uh, you know, I uh, things I've seen in her feed over the last week, uh, go bleep a bleep. Yeah. Uh, don't write about sports because you're a woman. Right, block them, block them, block them, mute them. I know, but Who cares? that's not how the world should work, ideally. Well, I know, but but, but, but that's not how the world right. That's not how the world works, but that's not going to change. People have fucking threatened to kill me. You know, you just block them. You move on. <laughs> they tweet shit about my kids. I mean, you just ignore them. 
Right, but still. My mom, my mom, so my mom is sick. So I tweeted out a picture of me and my mom on, uh, she has pancreatic cancer. So I tweeted out on National Pancreatic Cancer Day. I tweeted right. out, hashtagged it, whatever. I mean, there were people talking about having sex with my mom and saying that I wish they hope I die like my mom. Hmm? I'm, yeah, I'm just. She- I'm so, I got one here for her. Uh, yeah, I hope you just, your mother gets cancer. You're a four-letter right. word. So you, it, so you just, you know what you do? You just block them and say, fuck them. Fuck, who cares? They're fucking losers. Yeah, but that's also part of your job. I don't know if it's part of hers. Sure it is. She's know? in the media. Of course it is. Of yeah, course it is. Sports radio versus writing features for SB Nation. What do you think, Dan, mean, what do you, what do you think Dan Shaughnessy's Twitter feed looks like? Uh, pretty similar. Right. He gets yep. a shit. He doesn't care. Except I don't know if he, you know, I don't know how often he gets told to, to go, I hope your mother gets cancer. Oh, but I'm he sure he's told to go C-word. fuck himself quite I've often. I've seen the C-word more in my life than uh, in her feed over the last week. I mean, it is female-driven. It is part of the job, but there's no doubt because she's a female writing about the Patriots that people saw that as a weakness or something that they could attack. I'll say this. You you might be right. Obviously, they're not going to call the guys a C-word generally. They're not going to do that. But I would doubt that she gets more uh, hate tweets because she's a female. If a guy wrote the same story and our show promoted it just as much, they would get the same volume. Now, now the message may be different, but I don't think the volume is different. Yeah, uh, her volume is overwhelming. Yeah, I, but, yeah, but, I kind of hope what she does is uh, prints out some of the emails, not only from you know this stuff. I mean, that, that stuff's out there if people want to see it, the stuff in her feed right now. But the emails from people saying uh, that they actually support Trump um, because uh, I, I have a sense that she probably heard from those because after I wrote my piece, I heard from people like that too. And again, you know, I have one in my family. I, I have one uh, uh, that's a good friend. And it, it's odd to me, but it's a real thing. And, and she's gotten overwhelmed uh, on this because, um, you know, because people don't think that's happened, because people think everything, every criticism of the Patriots is something that needs to be reacted to 10 times over. And because she's a woman, that's a factor in it. You, you didn't have a problem with the start of the story where she said she was driving through Lincoln on Christmas Eve with snow. There was no snow. And she saw a bunch of Clinton Kane signs, and in the background was a uh, was a Patriots flag. That didn't strike you as overly cinematic and probably not believable? I can envision it in the movie. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Do you think that actually happened? I believe it happened. Oh, yes, I don't. Absolutely. I do not. Yeah. I... Of course I do. Really? Yeah. Well, there was I, mean, no... I don't know if it's something I would have used as a lead, but well, there's no, but there was, I, I, I but there was it, no snow in Lincoln. Writer, if I'm driving along and I see something like that, I'm like, wow, that's uh, symbolic. Sure, but there was and... no snow on the ground in Lincoln New Year's Eve. I mean, we had a bunch of people tweet pictures of us who lived, well, you know, she's not telling the truth. Did you hear from Mish Michaels? I did not hear from Mish Michaels, no. No, no. Dick, Dick Albert did not tweet at me. But, I mean, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not believable. And the tombstones of whatever, it was... Not great writing. She's more talented than that, and maybe this will be a, a learning experience, and maybe she'll be a better writer. I do question the editors. Well, Jerry, to give her a pat in the head on the Brady thing, so that was. You, uh, you were. You see, I thought you were a dick on that. Callahan was being. I was. Callahan was being purposely complimentary. I think overly oh, complimentary. Girl, come on. But he was doing what he does, which is good sort job, of young lady. He's mocking. He's mocking the whole thing. Like he's. It's a wink. He thought it was a good column. What's he supposed to say? Hey, great column. He's, he's not going to do that. I was surprised he was reading his stuff. I think he dove pretty deep into her library there. Well, it got tweeted at us because it was it was actually like a week before, right? Yeah. It was a good story. I think people should do more stories like that, the Brady Pajama. She actually thing. does a lot of stories like that. That's why she's there and why she's uh, gone from here to, uh, was it, uh, for the win to there because she's had a lot of stories that have done really well. This wasn't her best story, but uh, the reaction to it uh, was just uh, absolutely a, a thousand times what it should have been and, and 10,000 times more vile. 
But I think it was a guy, honestly, I think it'd be the same reaction. You're right, words might be different, but the anger would be just as strong. I've seen it. I'm telling you, I have tangible proof. I've seen us drag these guys well, you're, out. You're on the far end of the spectrum, though, because you're, I mean, we just talked about this, but you're, you're an antagonist on, on uh, one of the top five sports radio, morning drive sport radio shows in the country, right? right? Ratings-wise? I mean, yes. there's two of them here in sports. Right. Uh, so everybody is going to react to you that way. That's the, that's the expectation. That's, uh, that's the audience that you drive. Whereas with her, uh, I think it was, uh, it, 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 it took her aback because that is not the reaction a feature on SB Nation usually gets. Yeah, well, I mean, and I would say to her, you know, if you're going to write something like about Belichick and Brady and Trump, if you don't expect a reaction, I mean, that, that, those are the those are the hot button topics in in this market by far. If you talk Brady, yeah, Belichick, Trump, people are going to friggin' flip. That's just the way it is. You got to know that. And the other thing is, she's not a kid. She's not 21. She's not 18. She's 27, right? I think she's younger than that. How old? I don't know for sure, but she we hired her out of college, I think. Oh, I'm sure. Where'd she go to college? Colby. <laughs> friggin' typical Globe Central casting hire right there. Where did you go? Fordham? I went to Fordham. I was raised on the, the hard streets of Winchester. Hmm? It's the same goddamn thing, except you didn't have to go to Waterville. You get to go to the city. Oh, God. Jesus. How are things at the Globe? Is it the closest place down yet, or what? Uh, I'm staying on, so... You uh, are? You go there for a while, so you got to put up with me for a while. Did you hear yeah, the podcast with Sean Leahy a couple weeks ago? I sure did, yeah. I'm a little... I'm a little, I want the tabloid guy. I know that you're a competition, but I want the tabloid guy to be an asshole. That's what I want. I want a motherfucker going at the Globe every day. In this city, you need that. You need a war. And he doesn't want to fight. What? Oh, I don't? No, he oh, doesn't. The Globe doesn't? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Either no. Either side. Yeah, I was surprised by that, too, because uh, Sean, I think Sean was bitter when he left here. And he may have had a right to be because, or angry or frustrated because, um, sort of a confusing story. But when the site split into two. You know, you guys kind of denied that ever happened, so you can blame Globe stuff on Boston.com. And again, same guy writes same guy writes the checks for both places, but that's all right. That's true, and I write, I work for both, so what can I say? But when it split into two, Leahy had been essentially the Globe online sports editor at that point. Um, when they split to two, somebody else got that gig, uh, the guy who'd been the Boston.com guy. And I think Sean felt like he deserved that job, and I was surprised he didn't get into that with you because – uh, I think a big reason, I mean, you'd have to ask him this, but I think a big reason why he left the Globe was because of that situation. Uh, and, you know, I, if you heard about the Herald hiring practice before they got Sean, who's a really good editor, they offered it to Butch Stearns. You know, they didn't. They had no idea what, what? they were. Uh, they did what? I'm not kidding. Jesus. <laughs> he was, I think Sean was the second choice and Butch was the first. I think Butch and, is uh, technically literate, I don't think. Yeah, well, you know, they, they know them. their audience. Jesus. Uh, we'll let you. I know you're a little under the weather. I appreciate you coming on and getting slapped around over this. And you know, I know you know you're wrong about the Charlotte Wilder story, but you you like her, so you got to do the whole thing. Get the Twitter applause for seeming like a, you know, a Sarah Spain now likes you and Julie DeCaro. I understand all that. Uh, it, I'm it, not a big Sarah Spain guy. Answer me this. We'll talk about that some other day. You're, 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 Are you going to the baseball writers' dinner tonight? Oh yeah, I'm, I, I'm going with uh, me and Jason Mastronado. We're going to go. I can't wait to say hi to uh, who's going to be there tonight. Uh, I bring my dad every year. Do you really? Oh, yeah. I thought you were sick today. You're still going to go? Uh, I would, uh, I, I'm sick today. But, uh, yeah, I'm a good son. Oh, Jesus. Who's going to be there? Mookie, Xander? Oh, uh, can't wait. Tito. Yeah. I can't wait. It's actually the A-list. I can't wait till those guys ignore me in four Myers in three weeks when we're sitting down interviewing nobody. By the end of the week, we have Sam Kennedy on for the third time. 
Although I like well, Sam. I'll bring on Buck on. He's always available. That's true. We'll do the round table. Uh, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, and, and I don't understand the logistics of it, maybe. Maybe you What's can explain that? it to me. The number one and number two morning shows, by I mean, when I say by far, by far, are sports talk shows in Boston right now, sports radio. They don't really talk a lot of sports, both shows, but the ratings are huge. Afternoon, one and two, uh, sports. Overall, one and two are sports talk stations. If it was a country music station that were one and two, or a political talk station, one and two, or a classic rock station, one and two, you would see two or three classic rock stations or country stations pop up. How is nobody right now sitting around and saying, Jesus, even if it's a small sliver of it, even if it's a 20th of it, why are we putting together a third sports talk station in the city? Maybe they look at Mike and Mike's point, too. I no, but lo- no, 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 local, 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 <laughs> local. No, uh, I, I think it's fear that the bubble will pop. You know, they're slow adapters, but uh, not with sports radio, but with the Patriots being as great as they are, the Red Sox winning. You know, Right, but even if you do, even if you do a, a one or a one and a half, if you're paying people what one and one and a half ratings should get, you're gonna do right. okay. I, I just it's baff. I, I mean, I shouldn't be obviously advocating for because it probably not great business for us, right. but it is weird to me. What you know, you could put together. There are people on the street who aren't great, but they're okay. They can host talk shows. They've done it. It just seems strange. It seems strange to me that it hasn't been in the conversation at all. Yeah, I'm not sure it hasn't been in the conversation. I think people just sort of fear that. Uh, first of all, there's slow adapters in that there was real skepticism. Two stations were going to work, and after about three months, they were both. Still doing really well, right? Uh, but they eight years ago when this happened feels like fairly recently to them. So it takes forever for them to actually catch on to that. For, for people, I, I think some executives, not locally but in nationally, who would uh, be making those calls here. Um, but absolutely, uh, and I would like to see it because it's uh, you know three uh, three is better than two in terms of having things to write about. How about Globe Radio? I would welcome a Finn and Gasper show head to head with us. I'd listen to that. <laughs> DuPont and uh, DuPont and uh, Stan Grossfeld. That'd be a good show. Pictures and uh, pictures and hockey. Six to ten. I'd be one of the young guys. That's you true. you would. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I know you weren't feeling great. Have fun tonight. You gonna wear a tuxedo? Yeah. Uh, no, I'll go with the ten year old suit jacket. You gonna be Fourth there better. with uh, who's what Red Sox legends are gonna be there? Jim Lomborg. He's usually available. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, uh, I can't think of the old timer guy. Oh, do you think Schilling got? Do you think Schilling got fucked over or what? Yeah, absolutely. I know you hate him, but I mean, you think he got. I do hate him. You think he got. He's an awful person, but he's not. He's not. He's not an awful person. You don't know him. He's not a bad guy. He's he's flawed as as we all are, but he's not a bad person. Okay, well, he seems like one to me, but I I I don't know him. But um, I'm sure he has strengths and flaws. He's never getting in, though. He's never going to get in. He's not. Nope. He's not. I don't think even the committees after this are going to get him in. And he was trending the right way. Oh, he was going to get in. There, he hasn't thrown another pitch since two thousand what eight. Yes, it's absurd. I don't. I'm not a character clause guy. What did you think? I'm sure you heard these guys, the Mike Shalins. These, I mean, is a guy who you know you don't have a vote. You don't have a vote, right? No, six more years. Six more years. If somebody, I grew up. I wanted to have a vote all the time, and I'm jealous of guys like you and Rob who will have them. Tomasi has one, and now you guys do your research. It may not be perfect, but you know, you when you have a guy like Mike Shalin who comes on. It says he didn't vote for Kurt Schilling because he collects Nazi memorabilia, and then he doesn't give you any specifics, and later admits he doesn't do any research. Or Randy Miller or John Heyman, who one of the reasons he listed is because Schilling's dog was mean to somebody at Thanksgiving. I mean, it's it's like, how do you take the whole process seriously? Heyman votes for who? Clemens, but not Bonds, or vice versa? He votes for Clemens, not Bonds, because... You know, he votes for Bonds, not Clemens, because it's not fair what Clemens did to Brian McNamee, because, you know, Bonds was so great to Greg Anderson. 
Right, yeah. It's yeah, right. shit like that where it's like them. it's all the worst things we thought of these guys over the years. Shilling, whether you like him or not, the whole shilling effect, and I think the Trump effect, has exposed these people. Mm-hmm. And Shaughnessy. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? The Miller guy, um, you guys ate him alive and he had it coming. Right. No, no doubt about that. But, yeah, I would vote. I vote for Schilling. I don't see the world the same way he does uh, pretty much in any way, but he was a hell of a pitcher, and, and really it's a no-brainer that he should be in. And you can't and you can't write uh, a story about how the hot takers are winning a couple weeks ago and not talk about Dan Shaughnessy. I mean, give me. Give me I mean, come on. you, you got to tell me on that. Be fair on that. Yeah, I kept that specifically to radio, I think. At least that was my name. That's not true. Tangway's on the radio. Shaughnessy invented. He would be, that's how people know him, though. Even though he hasn't been on with you guys, he got more buzz uh, lately. He got more buzz from coming on with you guys and doing uh, whatever his routine was to anything that's happened on Comcast through the years. But don't you think Other that like, the meltdowns when you're on? That's true. So you think the hot takers have, have won the war? Uh, nationally, yes. Not in locally yeah. or no? Who, who qualifies locally as a hot taker on the radio? I don't know. Who was I thinking about that week? Uh, was it? Uh, me, Felger, Jerry, who? Oh, Felger, yeah, absolutely, Felger. No, I don't think of you as a hot taker. Jerry's I think not an antagonist, but but not a hot taker. Maserati, for sure. Yeah, but he's mean, a, but he's a what he is. But he's a moron, though. That's that's different. He is, but he's a moron with uh, what, like uh, eight years of number one ratings, essentially. Yeah, I guess. But you know, I'm, again, not not a big fan. When I hear Tony Maserati pretend to talk about the NHL, it's it's laughable. It's almost as bad as the NBA. Mm. Yeah, that's Shoshin's ever talk Celtics. All right, well, we appreciate it. And we tried to get Charlotte Wilder on. We couldn't get her on. So her uh, defense attorney, Chad Finn, came in, gave his Public best. Public defender. Gave his best defense. Oh, of course, right. Public defended Andy Mahoney and now Charlotte. Public, and, uh, I'm sure uh, Andy and Charlotte are finding a trail this weekend on, uh, was, it Pat's, was it Pat's Peak? Is that what it's called? Making their way down there with all the fellas at 98.5. Well, Chad, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, again, I think we agree to disagree, and I'm sure we'll battle about something else again soon. Thanks a lot. Get me out of this Curtis two-time thing, will you? All right, I'll work on that. All right, bye. All right, thanks again for listening to the Enough About Me podcast. Actually, you know what? I'm really not thankful at all. You should be thanking me. You get this shit every week, these great podcasts, totally free. Do me a favor. Would you go to iTunes, download it, go to Stitcher, do the same, and leave a rating, leave a review. That's where you can help me out. This podcast is going to be number one again, I guarantee it, and you're going to help me along with the process. So for that, I guess at the end, maybe I will thank you. There's a lot of thank yous going back and forth. Here's the point. Fuck you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.